podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening and welcome to your latest This Is Ibrox. It's the preview podcast tonight where we're going to have a look back at the midweek Dortmund game, obviously. We're going to talk a bit about United at the weekend and we're going to have a look at the midfield options that Rangers have now and where we stand on that. With me tonight, I've got Dylan and Craig. How are you doing, guys? Good. See, that is the look that Dylan had on his face. And Craig's got it now, you know. That's it. I think that just sums up all this today. Um, All we need is Chris Boyd on this chat. I know, I know. I had to get a cheeky post with him last night. Yeah, just couldn't resist. Like, Um, right. So let's let's dive into it. Um, First things first. And this is going to sound really, really weird, but. We saw on the preview podcast and pretty much the general consensus was, you know, I could be all right as long as there's only a goal deficit, it gives us something to fight for at Ibrox. Um, I actually came away from that game in the end, bizarrely feeling a bit disappointed they got too. What about you guys? <laughs> yeah, I think um, going into the game, you just, I think I was with everyone else, just yeah. didn't think we had much of a, much of a shout. I had Dortmund minus one on my cooking. Kind of ease the blow a wee bit. Um, aye, aye. I thought they were going to turn up and, and dominate us as as they have done to many teams over the years. Yeah. Obviously, how how been missing? You think okay, that's a that's a good thing for us, um, especially with um, sort of Bassey coming in at centre half and Barisic yeah, has yeah. been left back, which had been a concern in, in games pretty much since the old firm game, really. Um, but I think. Um, and then you saw they, they brought in Daniel Mallon, who I think they bought for about thirty million pounds or, or something like that in the summer. So it wasn't a, a small transfer fee for him. But so I think you, you just go there expecting um, expecting the worst. And to be fair, we started well. First five yeah. ten minutes, we started really well. We were pressing the ball. Um, we were doing everything that we wanted to do against Celtic and everything we wanted to see against Celtic that we didn't do. Um, we we absolutely did it, and uh, I kind of thought, okay, if we get an early goal, we can maybe we'll see how we go, kind of thing. And then we kind of settled into a bit of a pattern of sitting back and trying to hit them on the counter. After that, I don't don't know how much of that was our doing, how much of it was actually Dortmund taking yeah. control yeah. of the game, um, which which was kind of the pattern we expected it to be. Um, Parasic obviously had that. Had that chance, uh, and I kind of—I don't know about you guys, but I kind of thought, "Is that our chance?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that our, was that our chance at glory, and is it gone? Kind of thing. I thought he was a bit unlucky. It's not his natural position. He's he's yeah, in a yeah, bit yeah. of an unfamiliar territory, kind of thing. Did, did, do you think confidence played a bit in that? Because he—I don't know. Just seeing him sort of approach it for me looked a wee bit unsure of himself almost. He's a left back in the penalty opposition's ah. penalty box. And ah, well, <laughs> he's, he's, hit the, he's managed to hit the target. Fair ah. enough. It, it was a probably not as difficult a save as it could have been, but he's managed to get a shot on target from it. And the keeper's made a, a decent save and turned it behind for a corner. I mean, I think people have been quite quick to jump on Barisic ever since that old firm. Will was ours a fan base for it. Yeah. And uh, 
And then when we saw him, when we saw him come on in, in the game when uh, Balogun got injured as well, mm-hmm. people were quick to get on his back. But again, people were trying their best to support him as well. Um, I actually thought he played pretty well last night. Yeah. A couple of moments here and yeah, there. Yeah. And yeah. had my heart in my mouth when he made the, the sort of half clearance with his right foot. Yeah. Off the line. Um, I actually thought he did, he did okay. But I think with that chance in the first half, um, he, was, he was just a bit unlucky, unfamiliar territory. He got a shot on target. He can't really ask much more. Aye. Aye, I think that's fair. Um, something that Craig touched on there as well, Dylan, obviously... Erlen Haaland is the name, if you will. That's not a team that's short of quality for you. You still had Matt Hummels, fair play, he's getting on a bit, but you know, still a quality player. And Royce, Brand, Bellingham. Um, what did you? What were your expectations? Did you actually think that we could be just a goal down, or were you expecting the worst, as Craig said? Um, I think it's quite hard. I think um, going into the match, I think even like a draw would have been a really good result for us. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the fact that we scored four goals in Beersford Port now, like, uh, no, I mean, you know, as what Craig touched on, you know, they had a guy up front that cost 30 million. Yeah. They, they had Marcos Lois, who's I think had the season of his career at the moment. Uh, Bellingham, who moved, I think, with 30, 20 million. Yeah, they reckon it's at least double that now, don't they? <laughs> exactly. It's the way the transfer market's going. So they, they had more than enough quality um, to maybe turn us over, maybe not turn us over, but at least get the victory. But I was in like the first 10, 15 minutes. We actually did really well. I think they had a few chances on goal. Um, they had a boy at the back, um, the centre back that had a header. I think he boys have scored that in all honesty. Um, yeah. And then kind of like with Marcus Royce, I think. Um, not Marcus Royce, like the boy that can um, cross the ball in and Marcus Royce and down missed it to like tap it in. So, and then also we had like the Barsets chance, which I think. Um, I know we can criticise the way he shot, but I think, to be honest, he was more than surprised at the fact that he was in that position yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Um, also, you could, thought, you could think maybe he could just uh, try to square towards Morales, but I think he was even surprised that he was in that position. I think <sighs> that kind of told the story for the evening that probably the Rangers players were like, hang on a minute, how, how are we getting like, this much space in behind the pure Storm defence? So... Um, yeah, expectation. I thought if you can get like even when Dav scored the penalty, I think we'll get onto that. Um, I just thought right, that's probably be like a nice consolation goal for us, um, or even get a draw. But no, I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think one thing is I'm not going to dwell on their players too much because there's so much to talk about with ourselves. But I think one of the things that I saw that I really liked about Bellingham in particular is that 50-50 went in for with Lundstrom. And so often in Europe, you know, foot would have been rolling about. You've seen the memes of Neymar sort of doing his 20 rolls down the touchline and that. And fair play to the lad, you know, he just, he went for it. He didn't get it. He got up and he got on with it and even gave Lundstrom a wee acknowledgement for the effort, you know. So I was quite impressed to see that. Um, talking about the penalty then, let's let's just dive into that. Um, we spoke very briefly pre Pulled about our reactions to that. Do you just want to take us through your sort of initial thoughts when you heard there was a VAR check, Dylan? 
uh, for some reason, I thought you were going to give a penalty to Bruce Dortmund. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think you were going to be that. Okay. Um, even when we got the penalty, I was like, "Nah, surely not." Yeah. Um, and in, in all fairness, but when it actually happened, I didn't even notice it. Um, I think mean, even any worth notice, I didn't get any much protest. So no. uh, fair play. Thank God we had far for that. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was a clear penalty. I think, I think if I remember rightly, when they look back at it, literally the only one, and even then it was half-hearted, was Barisic. I think yeah. he sort of half tried to claim for it, but nobody else did. You heard nothing from the fans. I I was sat watching it at home, and I just nah, didn't see anything. And then you see yeah. it back on the replay. It's clear as day, really. It's yeah. it's not subtle in the slightest. Um, just talking about the penalty itself, Craig, how did you rate it? Because obviously, I'm going to put my hands up here. Taff stepped up, and it was fifty-fifty. You know, which which one are we getting? Are we getting the beauty penalty, or are we just going to get you know tamed down the middle? What what did you make of it? Um, I, th- I thought Tav did uh, dispatch it expertly. To be fair, he doesn't, there's no argument with with what he actually did. I think in terms of how I was thinking as he stepped up. I'm never a fan of the shorter run-ups um, that the players oh. take. I think it's very and that tippy-tappy nonsense at the start as well. And that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, very old-fashioned way of thinking, um, and I'm fully aware of that. And I'm, there's plenty of players that have scored like, very successful penalty careers as such, um, taking that short run-up, but it's never never a fan. The same against when he had the one against Dundee United early in the season. They just were struggling to break them down. Steps up for his penalty and he takes about three steps back and you're just like, yeah. oh, come on, run up and blast yeah, it. Kind of. Bit of distance, but, put the laces through. But he's 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 a good penalty taker and he's our chosen penalty taker for a reason. And I think he's, he handles he handles pressure immensely well. Um, yeah. And, and he, he you don't get much more pressure than that, do you? So um, so that was a nice wee, a nice wee surprise and you're kind of thinking, right, Try and get it to half time, 10, yep. 10 12 minutes and a half time. Try and get it to half time, one nil up and kind of regroup a wee bit. And, um, but the, what I liked was that we continued to play our game. Uh, we didn't change how we were playing, we didn't, we continued to press, and um, we weren't sitting back like a Walter team kind of would. Um, and games like that, we were continuing to push. Um, yes. Um, they were getting a, f- a few chances, especially down their their left hand side, their right hand side. Um, yeah. But that's because they've got two players of the highest quality kind of running down that side. Um, and I thought I was really impressed with Bellingham. Actually, I'd not, I'd mm-hmm. hadn't really seen much of him to be um, much beforehand. But I was I was hugely impressed. And then when you remember, he's eighteen. I know. It's crazy. You can see why they paid what they did for him for. Yeah. Absolutely, but he's—I mean—they've picked him out of the championship in England, aye, aye. Um, and it's—and they picked him out at the age of sixteen. He might have just turned seventeen when they signed him, but um, I thought he was—he was tremendous the whole game. Yeah, he's quite um quite respectful as well in his comments about the game. Um, I think it was Hummels was basically talking about how poor they were and all the rest of it, and. You know what? Yeah, they didn't have a great game, admittedly. Um, I I do believe part of that is down to the way we set up and played, but 
you know, there was some mistakes there as well. But Bellingham was quite complimentary in how we'd played and also, you know, the prospect to come into Ibrox next week, which, again, you know, a player at that level could very easily turn his nose up at it. You know, how often do you hear the public jibes and not, none of that from him. So, yeah, I thought he was, he came across really well for me. Um, and I, I'm the same as you, Craig. I hadn't seen much of him, obviously. Everyone's heard about him being plucked from the championship to Dortmund, but I hadn't seen him up until then. And yeah, yeah, you can see, you can see why. Um, take us on to the second goal then, Dylan. Um, as Craig said, we were kind of, I think as fans, we were all sat here going, right, yeah, just keep it tidy, get to half time. But no, we didn't. Oh, it was a great, a good play beforehand. Um just a couple of shots in the box and then the rep fills from Morelos um, and then he just sort of hits the keeper and then goes for a corner. Um, and then when the corner came in, um, I think goes every goal I got ahead to it. Um, he had a start close and then Morelos just just there just to... I think it might have been going in anyway. It's 100% in going in anyway. <laughs> I was like, so like with the penalty, I was like, no, no way are we in front right now. Aye. And then when the second goal in, I was like, no, <laughs> this must be like a late April Fool's joke, surely yeah. or not, when do now at Bruce Dortmund. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, it was a dabbing for Morelos, but he was at the right place at the right time, and um, credit goes to him because he had a brilliant game, I thought, last night. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I was in disbelief, as many other guys were at the second goal. The thing is, um, I think jokes aside, yeah, I think it was going in off a rebo's header anyway. But mm-hmm. let's be honest, that's what you want your striker to do. How yeah. raging would we all have been if he'd sat back and then it had just trickled wide or come off the post or something daft, you know? Yeah, it's 100% yeah. what you want him to do, but I am pretty sure that was heading in with beforehand. Um, Sorry, aye. Sorry Greg? I think, no, no. Um, I think that it's, it's a goal we've scored so many times as well, especially this season. I think that ball from tends to be Tav swinging in from that side, hitting a rebo at the front post. The rebo's a wee fuck header, and when all of a sudden the ball's in the back of the net, and it tends to be more often not Morelos that's tapping it in at the, yeah. the other side, yeah. kind of thing. But it's a it's a goal that we've scored consistently, and I'm surprised more teams haven't picked up on on that. I don't know how you would stop it, um, but I think you just have to kind of crowd that that area and hope that That's the, the uh, defenders get it but it's a goal we've seen consistently work and uh, it's it's a really impressive tactic because we see other teams struggle to score from corners and uh, for, for years on end I think it was, was it Manchester United I saw that had a crazy stat about not scoring from a corner for a crazy number of games um, or a crazy number of corner attempts um, so it's not something that every team can do and it's something that um, that we've struggled with in the past. Um, so that, the success pretty much since Gerrard um, came yeah. in, he kind of flipped the switch on that one and they, um, they kind of had clear tactics as to who was doing what and when and who was to be where. Um, and since then, our success rate from corners is probably pretty high compared to yeah. other teams. Now. And I think, um, you know, you mentioned there as well, yes, okay, you could pack that six-yard box and, try and defend that but then of course you're just opening yourself up to other avenues you know you, you've then got Goldson probably a lot more space ready to try and head it in Holander when he is playing obviously 
even Barcy might have got on the end of it. He is a big lad. I know he doesn't do an awful lot of headering and scoring from them, but it, you know, with that extra space, he might. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a great tactic to have in the locker, and it works, which I think is the most important thing. Um, so obviously, two 0 half time. Uh, yeah, I think most of us were in disbelief. I think for me afterwards, I. I'm not going to say I expected us to drop back a bit, but I expected us to try and solidify a bit, to firm up. And I think we stayed firm, but I don't think we sat back, if that makes sense, when we kicked off the second half. Um, And of course, didn't take long and we had our third. What what were you thinking then, Craig? Um, I was in disbelief at this point, I think. Uh, I've been sitting there going, what is going on? I couldn't, I couldn't fathom. First of all, it was a, such a good goal. Um, Ryan Kent for that goal is, that is peak Ryan Kent. And that's what, yeah. that's what you want to see every week. Now, we don't get to see that because teams sit deep against us. Bad, space and that sort of thing. We all know the reasons why we struggle sometimes in games. But that is absolutely peak Ryan Kent. Um and I think he saw after the game, like Owen Hargreaves was, was quoted um, and he was just quoting his admiration for him. Um, and I think, I think we're, I saw a, a um, news article or, or a um, rumour that we were opening contract talks with him again to try and extend oh, his deal. So. Him, him, him and Morelos for me has to be. So hopefully... Hopefully that comes through, but I, th- I think a game like that last night it will be one that piques the interest of a lot of clubs, um, and especially that run for the, th- the third goal. I mean, the way he turned the defenders, he'd three around at one point, turned them inside out, weighed the yeah. ball back to Lundstrom, and uh, to be fair, I didn't even... It was, it was in the back of the net before I clicked it, it was Lundstrom that, that hit it, but it was, <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even have that panic of, oh no, um, it's not like... He's got quite a, a sweet strike, jokes aside. There's a couple he's scored yeah. from that area. I have a massive bugbear that when Glenn Kamara's in our team, yeah. Glenn Kamara never takes a shot, um, yeah. but he's always the one sitting at the edge of the D at the 18-yard box yes. where the, the ball falls for a prime shot. Um, so that And he just passes it out wide every single time. Yeah. So I had to have someone like Lundstrom there who just was willing to take a strike um, and to hit it so sweetly and so perfectly as he did. That was just... Certainly in disbelief, really. Yeah, yeah, it was a beautiful one. And I mean, the keeper had no chance. He he tried. He did try. Just nothing. Um, I think Kyle will be clipping that one, eh, Craig? Um, what he was saying? I've, uh, it took me a long time to get over um, Winstrom's performance against yeah. Alistair. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, um, I think that his performance in the last three games actually has has really endeared me to him. I actually thought he was going to be away in the January transfer window. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think a lot of um, us did, to be fair. Yeah, and I wasn't. I, would, I don't think I even would have been that disappointed, um, to be honest. I know we're going to come on to the whole yeah. about our midfielders and how how that sort of lineup, our preferred lineup, has changed over recent weeks. Um, but I, if he'd left to, I think it was Middlesbrough were rumoured, wasn't it, that um, interested in him. So if he'd left to go out, it would be like, on you got an ego, uh, best wishes. It's just not quite worked out for him. Um, but I think as well, he's a player that struggled because he likes to. He's best in a certain position 
mm-hmm. we were trying to shoot Bonham and beside Kamara and beside Davis, who were also trying to play that same position. Aye. So it then just makes it a very dysfunctional dysfunctional group. So especially um, in the no, league in Scotland, where you know yeah. you just have no need for two of the same, do you? Um, so, but I think last night was another was another tremendous performance from him. Um, I've seen loads of people give him man of the match. It's hard to pick a man of the match from last night. Um, yeah. He, he was definitely up there. And, and that goal was, was a sweet, sweet goal that Rangers fans would remember for many, many years to come. Oh, yes. I think that's the problem, isn't it? You try and sit there and give a man of the match. And realistically, yeah. you know, there's probably three quarters of the team that you could quite easily say, yeah, they're worthy of it. Um Okay, so obviously Dortmund took one back. Um, I'm not going to sit and dwell too much on the Dortmund goals, but to say that I thought they were both incredible strikes from distance. Um, And actually, swinging it back on Rangers, I think that's a testament to Rangers that they had to resort to those kind of strikes. Because I read, and again, I'm not a massive one, I'm not Patrick, you know, but looking at the sort of the expected goals ratio, it was incredibly small for those two goals. Um, so, you know, quality strikes in fairness to them, absolutely on the money, but they probably shouldn't have scored the two that they did if you were someone that followed these stats. Um, okay, fourth. Uh, Dylan, go for it. What, what did you make of that one? It's a bit well, scrappy um, in the rest, wasn't it? <laughs> True, but I mean, I think with the first piece of form goal, we kind of just saw it right. I think they might actually get back into this. Um, yes. Especially with them going Queen Strike. There's just not much to do about that. All you could say is maybe could have closed them down by games. Just uh, that's what you paid money for. But <laughs> the, the the fourth goal, I can't believe I'm saying this, the fourth goal that we scored against Rivers of Dortmund is, yeah, I mean, Morris went up the other end of the park to thought, nah, we're, we're not letting you uh, take over. Um, yeah, um, it was very scrappy, boy lucky, but um, I know we're saying man and match, but I would give man and match to the VAR, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Fuck to do goals, so I think... Oh, I think... Oh, 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 can I just add, what a strange decision calling it offside yeah. in the first place. It wasn't even close. Yeah, I think Heimer was still in Glasgow. He was out on the stage, you know. Um, but, uh, no, and again, he was at a right place at a right time. I, I can't mind who passed him. I think it may have been Kent that got it through Bobby uh, Morales. I'm not too sure. But, again, he got in a really good decision, I think, even if the ball didn't hit off the defender, I think it could be an upfield that may have been in. So, Aye, I, I think um, what you touched on there, we did have a bit more shape and try and nullify Dortmund attack, but mm-hmm. I think we did what we can do best is on the counter-attack because we do have yeah. the players capable of it. Um, I think when you... I know there's a lot of debate on the line, but what's better, this result or this 3-0 win against Leon? Um, I think with Leon, we sat in quite a lot. And obviously... That did as well good because it got us to a European final. Yeah. But we weren't like good enough to go on the attack. Whereas now we've got the players that can do that. Yeah. And we de- we definitely showcased that. And yeah, <laughs> when, our, when 
VR, even when VR should it be on side I was like, no, it's, it's not <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be some catch here, but no, I was in Wonderland when the fourth goal went in. Yeah, I can't can't argue with that in fairness. Um I hope for me, um certainly I hope we get far in Scotland soon. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to fix all the problems. You've still got that argument about who's operating it, but surely, God, it's going to limit the number of weird and wonderful calls that we see. Because, yeah, I mean, that penalty particularly is just a fantastic advert for VAR when it works, I think. Are you are you guys in favour of VAR? Yes, I, I'm absolutely in favour of VAR. Um, I think there's... There's plenty of occasions when it would have gone in our favour. There's plenty of occasions where it probably wouldn't have gone in yeah, our yeah, favour. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's really good to hear how often Van Bronckhorst is coming out in press conferences mm-hmm. to say he's 100% pro-VAR. Um, I think other teams will get a surprise. Uh-huh. When it comes up. I, think, <laughs> I think you're 100% uh, right, mate. I think the team... I think a lot of teams think they're hard done by when they come to Ibrox or they're hard done by whenever they play Rangers. Um, and Rangers get all the decisions. And I actually think what you'll find is Rangers will get more penalties and Rangers yeah. um, and other teams will get penalised a lot more for, for serious yeah, foul play. And, and the, the, wee, the wee digs that they have are players and that sort of thing yeah. that will get caught by thing by VAR. Um, especially when we play a team like Aberdeen at Petodre and things like that. Just yeah. to see certain, certain games where... Yeah. Let them know you're there, type thing. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And I think um, so I'm massively in favour of VAR. I'm, yeah. I'm fully, I'm fully on board with it. With us being able to see the benefit of it, I'm fully aware that we'll we'll see some negatives around oh, it as well, um, and we'll get some decisions against us that don't yeah. don't quite go in our favour. But I think the benefit for the game as a whole massively outweighs any any negatives. The only concern that people have, I guess, is that it's the same referees that are using yeah. it. Yeah, this game. But again, it's much easier to make a decision from a TV replay than it is from a split second yeah. back on the heat of the moment. So I think it's the more the more help we can give, the better. That's it. Yeah, I don't Agreed. think there's really any excuse not to have parts. I think we're like. The well, only top fifteen Europe. league in yeah. Europe that doesn't have VAR at the minute. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think when you have like part time referees, well, it will do them a lot of good because then their decision will be as scrutinised in the papers as they are. Um, yeah, I, I don't see how you can ever argue against VAR in Scotland. Plenty do, plenty do. Um, just uh-huh. before we move on, then I wanted to talk briefly about the manager. Um, obviously, after the Celtic game, he took a lot of stick. And do you know what? Rightly so. The setup was completely wrong for that game. Um, we just weren't at it. Yes, the players need to take stick as well. Um, you know, I'm not saying it was all Gio's fault, but he certainly had a fairly big part to play in that. Since then, he he's learned from it. And that, for me, is more important than anything else. I remember a couple of years back when the league got cold early and Obviously, they got awarded the title and we were having that collapse after the winter break. And all we kept hearing is, oh, you know, we're going to look at it. We're going to figure out what it is, but we never quite seemed to. 
Whereas I think with Geo, he's quite quickly grasped, right? This is the problem. This is how I'm going to fix it. And yeah. by God, have we seen the benefits since? Well, I think, um, sorry, no, no, correct. I, um, I think after the old firm game and the disaster of a performance that that was, I think weirdly it could turn out to be a real positive for us. 100%. Um, I, think, I think heading into that game, we were kind of coasting. Along yeah, a wee bit, we were struggling to yeah. find our rhythm. You haven't beaten us for two years. Yeah, the intensity had kind of gone from our game. Um, and I think that old firm game was a real wake-up call. And I think after the old firm game, the um, it was a clear... We knew we had tough games coming up. Yeah. Hibs, Hibs yeah. at well, Hearts first at Ibrooks and then Hibs at Ibrooks. Those are two tough games that oh, well, any given point you can drop points. Um, and we knew that, um, but the the intensity and the purpose that we came out with in that Hearts game, and then carried basically carried it straight through. Since that point, ever since, um, I think I don't. I think Van Bronckhorst has to take a lot of credit um, along with his team and the players. To be fair, yeah, yeah, realizing where they did go wrong, and I know there was there was the the um, sort of during press conferences and interviews they were Aye. saying. There was some home truths told and there was real honesty and actually sometimes you hear that and it just sounds like players are paying lip service to the fans um, but I, I, on this occasion I don't think that's the case I think they have actually actually sat down and had that discussion and said this is not what we do here's how we go moving forward and actually my hope is it propels us on for the rest of yeah. the running because um, if we continue to play like we have been um, since that Hearts game, yeah, I don't think there's any stopping us. No, I would agree with that, and I think um, just a wee anecdote for me. But when when you know when my kids misbehave or do something wrong and they say they're sorry, it's like right, that's really good. But you know, don't just tell me it. I want to see it, and I think that in a nutshell sums up what you're saying there, Craig. Is you know, not only have they come out in the press conferences, because let's face it, all these players are pretty media savvy these days. They know the right things to say, but I think we can genuinely see it on the pitch. And even Annan, um, I think, is the best example of that because, you know, the league, it's a top team. You know that there's a danger of dropping points. You have to. But I still saw that same attitude, that same work rate when we played Annan. And that would have been the game, I think, that we would have seen and gone, ah, right, there we go, we're back to coasting again now. So, yeah, very, very happy with that. Dylan, just real quickly, um, the tactics last night, absolutely spot on. Do you think, like Craig, that that is maybe the blueprint for the rest of the season? Not the exact same tactics, obviously, but the general way that we've been playing since... Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we are more than good enough to go as attacking. I mean, maybe not to excess Celtic would just blow their legs off after 60 minutes, but we definitely do have quality in our team to not just sit back, to actually go for it. Um, I think, I feel like something a lot of people are not even talking about. Like, I know Joe's tactics were spot on, but even his use of substitutions last night was Aye. tremendous. I mean, <laughs> Um, Did you notice we to, changed you know, her back three at one point? Yeah, I've been hearing that quite a lot, yeah, especially with Sam's coming in. Um, but <laughs> so we were talking about how like Barsett's um, calling clearance was like um, 
had us a bit nervous at the main uh, towards the end when Ramsey had the ball and he had uh, sweepers around him on the edge of our box. I was like, no, this isn't yeah. going to end. We'll just lump it up the park. Aye. And then, you know, he just honestly just took control on the ball was tremendous. But yeah, does seem where Gio has learned says over from game what to do because I think and we've been starting the fast but manager just saying we're going to next week we'll take it on the gym because we'll learn from it and we'll go again yeah (laughs) when you know a week after we lost five on the self they went through um first was kind of okay that's more like um no definitely I think definitely had some conversations in the treasure room about what we did right what we did wrong and yeah hopefully uh, so at Celtic Park will just be the outlier before you can just really kick on and just showcase the quality that we have not only just in attack but the whole uh, midfield and defence as well Yeah, agreed I think um, I was watching the press conference after I finished work today um, both of them obviously and one of the things that I noticed that they're both talking about which again really glad to see we just need to see it on the pitch now but I'm pretty confident we will, is um, they don't seem to want to hang around in this result. Um, you know, I think sometimes obviously a result like that is it's genuinely historic uh, for the club, but we have a league game in three days. We can't afford to sit and big ourselves up and clap ourselves on the back for how we beat Dortmund on their home patch. Um, so obviously, I think the mentality again is going to be key going into this game. Do you do either you have any concerns about that, or do you are you quite confident, as I am, that they'll just get on with on the pitch? I don't have any concerns about our mentality. I the the game on Sunday for me, and I'm, I, I imagine I'm not alone in it. Is my, a million times bigger than the game on Thursday was. Um, I think if we we win that we win that game against Dortmund, and then we lose on Sunday, then. It's so it's so um uh, basically the the league is the league is the priority for us and, yeah. and it's where our focus should be. Um it's great to win um against Dortmund as we did and it's in the fashion we did and um to have that historic night that'll live with us for a, a long, long time. But we're going to a place where we we tend to struggle and we're going to play yeah. against a team that are very well set up. Um, Tam Courts has got them, got them, um, especially in games against ourselves, but against um, the other side of the city as well. He's got them, them very well um, marshaled and, and drilled into into their setup, and they they can be really hard to break down. And the con- the concern is obviously um, we lost it earlier in the season. Um, we yes, we're going there in good form, and I hope we do continue to press. Um, but I just have a slight concern. They're a bit of a bogey team for us um, yeah. in, in the recent seasons. So I, I think if we if we can get past we can get past Dundee United this weekend, we're all, we've got a real chance to go in a right role all the way through to yeah. to the next goal from game at Ibrox. Yeah, agreed with that. Um, Dylan, have you similar concerns, or do you think we're going to right the wrongs this time and shouldn't be an issue? Hopefully, anyway, I think um, after over a couple of weeks ago, I did have fears that a lot of players have just come to the end of their cycle, maybe have to think about moving on some players in the summer. I mean, again, I know it's a long result, but 
was performing this like that, you start to question the mentality of the team. But yeah. ever since then, we've just gone from strength to strength. Um, like Craig, I think um, there's some stuff that won't matter if we don't win on Sunday against Dundee United. I think again, it'll be difficult. I think um, last time I checked, we're fourth in the week. Um, they're certainly having a good season. Yeah. By all accounts, so they're not going to be pushovers, I think. But I think if we go with the same mentality of like we had enough quality to overcome the defence, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I would want to put all eggs in one basket and say that I'm totally confident in yeah, the mentality. Yeah. <laughs> not putting myself in the corner, but I'm definitely encouraged by what I've seen in recent weeks, which performances that we had, and the attitudes of some of the players as well. Because I think um, with Barisic, this time two weeks ago, I would you know like I don't I don't trust him again, but now he's regained my trust with that performance on short space. So not not fully, mind you, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But um, yeah, I'm definitely encouraged with what I've seen on field in the last few weeks. Barisic for me is like the ultimate confidence player you know when he's on the when he's on the money by god he brings so much to the team but as soon as his confidence drops a bit you just see it night and day in his play yeah? mm. um do you know what it's a tough one because i think he does depend an awful lot on where his confidence is at but just hearing him and seeing some of the stuff that he's done i i think his heart's always there you know, I don't think you can doubt his desire, if you will. It's just sometimes he isn't, you know, if he hasn't got the confidence, he hasn't got the ability. But I think he always wants to. It was that press conference where they were talking about him going to, you know, Watford for two million. And you could tell with the way he was speaking that he actually genuinely enjoys being here and playing for the fans, I think. So... Yeah, it is a tough one because I know he looks pretty dreadful when his confidence is gone, but, you know, I just think he brings so much to us when he is in the mood for it. Dave, I think I think we forget quite a lot that he is an international yeah. left-back. Not only is he an international left-back, he's an international left-back for the most recent World Cup runner-up. <sighs> so he's got the quality to play at that level after. I fully agree with yourself on being a confident player. I mean, there's there's not many other players that, that you could say that they're more affected by confidence yeah. or mistakes or, or that side of things. Um, he's either fully on it or he's, he can be completely shot from, from yeah. one thing that happens in a game. But um, I think, I don't know if he's, Bassey putting more pressure on him um, this season as well from that perspective don't know if that's maybe identity's confidence a wee bit um, obviously the old firm game is the one that everyone yeah. will, will signal to because he just had a absolute shocker um, but you can see he does have confidence and he's, he's still he's standing over three kicks last night and yeah. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. he's taking them rather than Tav um, he's, 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 he's got the confidence there I think it's just being able to show it and um, it's, it's one of those ones where you're looking you're looking at him in the first five minutes to see how he's passing us to see to try and work yeah. out what, what kind of game work. we're going to get you in. Uh, uh. but I think I think we need to remember he is an international class fullback yeah. Yeah. Um, we've seen the performances we've had out of him the last two three years um, since that St Mirren game 
Um, he's had a wee dip in confidence. It came at probably the worst possible time for, yeah. for us. Um, but he's people have jumped on him a bit quick, and I think I think he just we just need to to hold off on yeah. that criticism. And, and I, a bit of a unfortunately, I don't see that ever changing. Um, I think both sides of the old firm, in fairness, you know, you can go from zero to hero pretty quickly um, or the return journey as well, you know, from hero to zero. So, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I just think for me, it's a bit like Ken, even when he's off the boil, you don't necessarily want to drop him because you'll just get that one moment of quality. I mean, Ken went through a pretty dire spell earlier on in the season. Um, and again, I think a lot of fans were, yeah, just drop him, just drop him. But then nights like last night, and you see that, and, you know, if you dropped him, you don't have that. And I mean, he he terrorised that defence last night. Um, looking at, thing, sorry, one thing I will add is that he does need to push on and close down wide players much more yes. quickly than he does. Yes. For some reason, and I don't know why it is. I don't know if he's been given the instruction. But this season he's been backing off and backing off and backing off and letting them run at him. Pace isn't his game. When he yeah. has a ball at his feet and he's squared up to a guy trying to go past him, you know he's not going to even get past him. <laughs> yeah. Never going to get past the guy. So, but it's the same in the other way. I think he's a bit concerned about people with pace, but he needs to close them down and cut off the cross more because the cross comes in to our box a lot more than we should do from that side. Um, but I think it's because he's. He's backing off and backing off. He yeah. just needs to go with confidence. Defend like he did last year. Um, he showed us he can do it. And uh, if he does that, then I think he's he'll, he'll be on to a winner. Agreed. Agreed. Um, looking at the team then for the Dundee United game, um, I'm pretty sure we're going to see McGregor at the back unless anyone wants to say otherwise. Um, there's talk of... Um, Roof and was it Balogun potentially being available for this one? Do you do you think we keep the same back line, or do you think maybe Balogun comes in and one of Bassi or Barisic miss out? Start with you, Craig. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think you bring Balogun in instantaneously. I think you bring Balogun in just for the physical presence um, that he brings. I think you saw it against saw it against Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, the the real um, I think he's more aggressive and trying to win the ball than other defenders that we have yeah. and it really set the tone for the team I think we also saw it in the first 10 minutes before he got injured against Hibs he really set the tone um, for for the team's performance and after he went off against Hibs the team kind of walked all over the place for about 10-15 yeah. minutes um, and I think I think um, Golson um, can marshal him through a game pretty well, and I think with the with the threat that Dundee United they're going to pose to us as well. It's likely going to be from corners. It's likely going to be from cross balls. So I think Balogun and his, his desire to to win the ball from that perspective, um, I think he goes into team straight away, and I think he shift. I guess it's a confidence. Yeah, that's the question, isn't it? Is his confidence going to get the window again? I think personally that Bassey, Bassey is the better choice at left back at the moment if if we have two fit centre halves. Um, but Barisic did have a good game the other night, so it's um, it's a tough call. But I think Bassey just shades it on the, the left hand side for me. 
What about yourself, Dylan? You agree with Craig, or do you think we'll see something different? Um, no, no, not much to disagree with Craig there. I think um, back and playing the back kind of gives normally us fans more confidence, but I think the team as well. Um, I think with Bassey, yeah, I mean, he's done well at centre back. Um, but I feel like he's short on, has some shortcomings, like, for example, just like missing some headers, whereas I think Bow again, yeah. much better at that, um, better decision making. So, yeah, if we and Balgan can play, I'd have him hit in. Um, I think whether to drop Barisic or Bassey is a tough one. I think um, I would have to either. I think um, Bassey's been playing better in the last few weeks. So, I think um, when he got shifted to the left back, he actually did all right as well. Um, so, yeah, quite difficult. I think maybe um, yeah, was Craig uh, made us the Bassey at left back and drop Barisic, but I, I wouldn't be upset if Barisic were to start. Yeah. I think um, I think for me it could go either way, so I'm probably going to sit on the fence a wee bit here. Um, I think firstly. You know, obviously, Balogun isn't fit. The, the backline picks itself, obviously. Um, if Balogun is fit, you probably want to throw him in. Part of me does wonder, for, um, just from the squad management side, if he might rest Bassi, because Bassi has played quite a lot of football compared to previous mm-hmm. seasons. Um, or, sorry, first-team football. I know, obviously, he played a bit for the Leicester Youths, but at first-team level, he hasn't played this many games before consistently and I think it might be quite a clever move to kind of keep Barisic on, keep his confidence up and just rest Bassi rather than you know necessarily dropping either one of them. So I think we could see that. Um what about the midfield then, Dylan? I'll start with you this time. That is the million dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> um I was uh when I was doing the uh... The team sheet earlier on, I was like, there's just so many options you can back. Um, I think, and we can we can honestly have like an own podcast episode on the midfield. But um, yeah, I yeah. think, personally, for me, I think um, I would go with. I, I would definitely keep Lundstrom in and Ryan Stark. I think, but again, it's quite hard because I wanted I had Ramsey on the sheet earlier on, so. <laughs> Um, I think if you, yeah. if you were to pull me a gunpoint, I would have um, Lundstrom and Jack because they seem to have like, a good partnership. Um, they had the game of their lives uh, last night, I thought. Um, and then I kind of have a real back in the middle as well, kind of like that attacking focal point. Uh, just that way where we don't have to do the same player in the midfield. Um, I don't know if you just would agree with that, but that's the midfield I'm going for. What about yourself, Craig? I don't think he, if everyone's fit and everyone's able to play, I don't think you change it from the other night. The confidence that we run through those three players, um, Winstrom, Jack, Arfield, I think he I think he play that. I I am desperate to see um Aaron Ramsey come in and play for more than twenty minutes or whatever we've had in, in decent competitive <laughs> games. Um but and I'm I'm fully aware that we've only got him for twelve, thirteen more games, but I, I find it hard to to break up a team that's just come off such a big win. Um, and I think the the impact that Ryan Jack's made to our team is sensational. I think he, you forget. I I, yeah. hands up, I completely forgot how good a player Ryan Jack actually most, is. Most players get yeah, better when they're him. away, but 
I think he's the opposite, actually. You sort of forget, don't you? Yeah. Um, I, I'm torn, if I'm being honest. I, I've got a sneaky feeling Jack might not play this one, just purely to sort of manage his game time back. Um, I wouldn't be disappointed with that. There is a part of me, as you say, Craig, that wants to see that same midfield because, you know, what an amount of confidence they have now, as you say, but I just don't want to take chances with Jack. To be honest, mainly because of your point and seeing or being reminded how valuable he can be to that team. I just wonder if he'll be maybe rested for this one. Um, Part of me would like to see Lundstrom, Ramsey and our field, but I've got a sneaky feeling we might see Lundstrom and Kamara and our field in the middle. Um, Looking at the front three, Craig, I'll come back to you for this one. Um, I assume we're all saying Morelos up top, yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. Again, again, I don't think similar everyone's fit in Morelos, I think, yeah. was just fatigue last night when he went off in the last couple of minutes. Right. And as soon as you heard he was holding his hamstring, it was panic stations. But I think, I think it was, I think Van Brockhorst confirmed in the press conference today that it was just a bit of fatigue and he'll be fit and ready to go on Sunday. And he makes such a difference to our team. Um, it's incredible, isn't it? We underestimate at times how big a difference he makes how how important he is, not just from a goal scoring perspective, but uh, getting the team up the pitch, linking up the play, all that all that sort of stuff that he brings to the, the table. Um and I think Kent and Aribo, I don't think there's any any movement on that front either. I think if that I think that's your first choice front three. Um and I think if, if they're all fit then they all play without without any question. And just on your on your um, sort of query, I guess, not your query, your your choice of midfield. Um, if Jack was to miss out, I think, I think that's when Ramsey goes into the team. If okay. Jack is to, I don't, I, I don't think Kamara. Um, I don't think that's when Kamara comes in. Um, I can see how it would work, but I think Ramsey's passing ability and ability to move the ball forward. At the, at the speed because I think what Jack does is he moves the ball forward he's, he's always looking for the forward pass he's always looking to do it quickly um, and he's he's moving about the full width of the pitch I think Kamara scores the game down at times um, yes. and I yeah. think he is he's so concerned about maintaining possession that he does score the game down um, at times and I think ho- hopefully I mean to be fair we don't really know what Ramsey nah. is going nah. to bring um, but I think he fits a similar mould in terms of picking up the ball, moving it forward, moving it quick. Get, Pers- personal preference would be Ramsey, but I don't know. I've got a sneaky feeling it might be Kamara. I fully take your point, but I've noticed a couple of games now where they've tried to push Kamara forward a little bit more than maybe what he was before. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes he can play that quite well for Finland as well. So... You know, one those <laughs> wait and see, I guess. Um, I think as far as your front line goes, you just can't disagree, can you? Um, and if you had any doubts whatsoever, obviously last night is going to have firmly removed those, or at least for me. Uh, Dylan, not going to dwell on it unless you want to, but I'm guessing you're going to be in agreement with us, are you? Yeah, there's not much to disagree with, to be honest. Uh, 
probably the only thing that is probably like better in the game. Hopefully, if he got wrapped up, maybe get um, a roof on and maybe the yellow and yes. just develop a little bit of confidence. But at the moment, you know, the front line more respects itself, really. Aye. Aye. I'd agree with that. And just uh, lastly, then. Um, we'll talk about the midfields and then we'll give a final score prediction for the weekend game. So, um, yeah, I I was quite surprised to see Lundstrom and Jack last night. I'm not going to lie. Um, I flagged in the preview. I thought it was going to be Kamara that started with Jack. Is Kamara now ahead of... Uh, sorry, is Lundstrom now ahead of Kamara in the starting order? Yeah, I think so. I think so. But um, I don't think they play they play in the same position in the midfield anymore. If I'm being honest, I think that old firm game was the, the death knell, and and Kamara's uh, Kamara's sitting as a as a deep line midfielder. I think um, I think that was the end of that as an option, um, and I think that was the end of it, of it as an option for Van Bronckhorst. So I think, like you said, Dave, I think he'll be more of a Transition midfielder as such, yeah. picking up the ball and, and the link, the, the link, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, think, I think that's where he's going to play going forward. So I guess Woodstrom is now our deep line midfielder. Yeah. Um, so I guess you would say that Kamara and Jack are probably in similar, um, similar positions as such now. So um, I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I think if you said to us six weeks ago that. Brian Kamara will be will be sitting on the bench for most games <laughs> for Lundstrom, no less. <laughs> Everyone's pretty like three heads, but um, but I think I think that's kind of the position that, that we're in and how performances have gone. That um, I think Lundstrom that that position is his until until he until he has a bad game. Effectively, yeah, yeah, his to lose. Um, just just to follow up on that, then Craig. We paid an awful lot of money for Aaron Ramsey. And, of course, you said you thought Ramsey would play when Jack didn't. Does that actually make Kamara third choice in that position, in your eyes? I know that's quite a leading question, but, you know, there's an argument to be had, I think. Part of me wonders if Ramsey can also play the Arfield role. Um, and just because yeah. he... When he played at Arsenal, he did score a lot of goals running into the box yeah. and making those late runs. And I wonder if that's a position that we could see Ramsey um, going forward. Um, yeah. I didn't see much of him at Juventus. I didn't really watch no, any much no, games. Uh, but I, th- I think he's got potential to play that that role and, and support and join Evo. And I suppose that gives you your two, doesn't it, really? Um, you know, you've got Arfield and Ramsey, Kamara and Jack, and then Lundstrom and, I mean, I know we haven't seen him much, but Davis, really. Um, I think I think one of the things I like about Lundstrom playing that holding position is he doesn't just hold. He goes forward as well. Um, yeah. Case in point, last night, you know. Um, I think, all right, you had that overhead goal that Davis scored in the old firm, but outside of that, you never really saw Davis up there as much, which is understandable. Um, however, it's nice to have that option, I think. Um, so who's who's your first, first choice three? Is it last night's, in essence, I guess? So what we're saying? Yeah. Yeah. 
I would say the first three, yeah, especially based on form right now. I don't really think any of them have really set a foot wrong. Um, and hopefully they don't do it for any time soon. But yeah, especially as long as we're going, what you're saying, he's trying to add a bit more of this holding, kind of like yeah. go up to Bark, have a shot, not afraid to do the show, a bit like Ryan Jack. So yeah, the, the, as far as I'm concerned, if you were going to fix the silver spell. Would you agree with that as well, Craig? Yeah, I think you have to go on recent form and what we've yeah. seen. Yeah. Um, I think. And can I, I think just say before you carry on, it's so bloody nice to see it on form rather than names. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a criticism we've all had at one point, and it is—it's how it should be. Nobody should be guaranteed to start. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think we've seen that at times. Um, yeah. Gerard was had his had his favourites and loyal, shall we say? Yeah. Um, so it's it's refreshing to see. I guess it as a fan, you kind of you see the starting lineup sometimes, and you get a bit of edge because you're not yeah. you're not sure how it's going to go because there's a name in there that's not played for a while. But I think nine times out of ten so far, it's gone as well as could have been hoped. Um, and they're seeing these players in training every day, and this they're judging, yeah. judging based on um, all the stats and all the data that they have um, around fitness and all that sort of stuff. So. Uh, we have to trust their judgment. They're paid to do the job that they, they are for a reason. And they, think, they do it in the real world, and they football managers, are what you think? <laughs> Very much so, yes. Okay. Um, just lastly then, before we finish up, uh, Dylan, we'll come to you first. What's your score prediction? Yeah, I think it'll be a tough game. Um, I'm confident that we will get a few points over. Um, just with the quality we have at the moment and the fact that we are in form, um, I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. Okay. Craig? Yeah, I can't disagree with that. 2-0 was what I had in my head. Um, I think getting an early goal will be will be crucial, I think. I don't don't really fancy a Sunday, a Sunday lunchtime where I'm where I'm sitting to the side. Yes, and biting the nails, panicking. Yeah. yeah. I think an early goal would, would really settle the nerves and really important against teams like that who are going to sit back and defend deep. And, um, and I really hope that we continue to press. I hope yeah. that we don't just, um, just because we're, we're up against a team that we should beat, I hope we don't ah. just sit back. I hope we continue to press, continue to play the way we have, same energy. Um, and if we do that, then I can't see past that a win for us. And um, yeah. Two nils, two nils what I'm going for as well. I um I agree with just about everything you said there. Um dependent on that attitude, work rate, etc. being taken into the game, I could actually see a three nil, I think. Um I think we have the ability to blow them aside. We just have to go and show it on the park. And that's really the key thing. As you say, if you turn up where Kind of, oh yeah, we've already beaten them type attitude, then it could be quite a tricky day. But to be honest, with what I've seen since that old firm, I'd, I'd be highly surprised if Gio lets them go in there with that sort of attitude. Okay, well, thanks very much, folks. It's been quite a long one, but plenty to talk about. Um, pretty sure we're all still smiling after that result last night. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.